This is Good Riddance the Podcast. Episode 41. I am your host, Ivory. Here alongside me is my man, Pots and Pans, Honey Grand, my co host of Good Riddance the Podcast. Man, I got my man, Jay. Alongside me again for the 41st week. 41st week. That sounds, that, that was too little, wasn't it? Yeah, man, I, I think, I think. Too little. Man, we deserve a round of applause, a little toast. Hey, toast this shit up real quick. Toast it. Hey. Salute. Hey, bro, it's hot as shit in here, right? It's killer. It's killer hot. That it is. Um, let me dive in, man. Um, thank you, man. Let's 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 open up the podcast. Good ratings, the podcast. I am your host again, Ivory. Alongside me is my man, Jay. Um, what's the word, man? So, how we feeling? We feeling all right? I'm feeling good, man. Real quick before we dive into all that, man. Thank you to the people who are listening, who are giving their feedback and reaching out, man. iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. You can find us there, man. Just search Good Red the Podcast. Hey, you know what? All you got to do is search. So stop being a bitch. Search. Yeah. Or we can say that. Okay. Or we can say that. Or just hit me. I, I, I'll hit you, you know? with the link. There you go. I will hit you with the link, man. Um, A thousand percent, man. Um, it's been, it's been two weeks. We missed recording last week. Hey, but you know what, though? We missed it because our gracious uh, studio man. Was out, uh, you know. Location scouting. Lo- yeah, location scout. Not a bad bid. Not bad, man. Not bad. I don't know. You ever thought about that? Have you ever, have, have you ever like, let's say if, if, if they gave you a million dollars today, mm-hmm. right? And they said, look, here's a million bucks. I moved to Argentina. <laughs> Is that where we're going with this? Nah. Nah? Okay. Nah, okay. nah. You missed it 100%. <laughs> so let, let's just say they gave you a million. You know what? Nah. I got to make it, make it realistic. And nowadays it's different. If they give you a $50 million budget to make a movie, what would your movie be about? Oh, man. My movie would be about... I don't know. I would create some sort of, some sort of world, some sort of fantasy world. Some different. But do you, I mean, is it really that different? I mean, nowadays, I feel like, you know, all the movies we're seeing is a fantasy. No, 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 no. Okay, hit me. I'm talking about create like a. Break it down. Not just a single movie, but like a, kind of like an empire. Like something, you know what I mean? Like a Harry Potter-ish, Lord of the Rings kind of, you know what I mean? Something like that. Okay. You know what I mean? I feel like minorities, we don't have a, a realm of a. Escapism. Escapism. Everything we see is always just like real shit, shit that's life or death. You get what I'm saying? Like the okay. hard times that we actually really go through. And while we do need to see and hear those stories, we need to start creating fantasy worlds that minority kids or people in general just dominate in. Where we just. So, what kind of world would this, I mean, what would this world look like? What would this world look like, man? It would look like a world Because remember, you got a $50 million budget. Man. What does a $50 million minority world look like? I don't know. I that, can't get out on air. That's got... Right? Bro. You know, I, I, I thought about this, you know, because when, when he went scouting, you know, for a location, I actually sat back and thought about it. I was like, damn. I appreciate and I admire the fact that old boys out there 
trying to make a movie. And I just sat back. I was like, damn, if I were to make a movie, what the fuck would it be about? Am I creative enough to come up with something creative enough <laughs> <laughs> to be a movie? That's like the Dunning-Kruger effect. You know, you know what the Dunning-Kruger effect is? No, no, no. Is? Fill me in. I've heard, of this. I've heard of this. I'm not familiar with it's it. It's basically... Um, How do I explain it? Um, so it's kind of sure. like saying it's kind of like saying it's kind of like saying um, you don't know how dumb, or no, no, you're too dumb to know how dumb you really are. You're too dumb to know how dumb. So you really are. however, how like did you just call me dumb? Wherever you think, uh, if you think you're dumb, <laughs> add ten, kind of thing. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like. So if you think you can't do it, add it by ten. You can't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, but what I'm saying oh, okay. is, you 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 mentioned something like, um, what what was the line you said? You're not creative enough to know how creative you can get. No, it's like I mean, I, I'm I wonder if I'm creative enough to create something creative enough. You see, to be a movie, it's just, it's just that loophole. It's just you get what I'm saying. Like, like what's creative, right? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Like we never, yeah. It's kind of like what is it? What's what's creative? Hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like okay. I think I think it's a subjective term because you probably watch some shit and be like, yo, that shit was trash. But the people who wrote it, put money behind it, filmed mm-hmm. it, put it in action, whatever it may be, they think that shit is fucking gold. You know what I mean? Fire. Yeah. Kind of okay. how it goes sometimes. Okay. I mean. I don't know. Neither here nor there. Just an interesting thought. Yeah. Damn. So, in, in other words, if we would have got a $50 million budget, we would have well fucked that up and just spent it on bitches and drugs and shit. Nah, nah. Hell no. Nah, I'm not doing that. Nah. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> that sounds more like me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and you're the motherfucker that wanted to go to Argentina over a million bucks. Yeah, that ain't you, bro. You, I go to Argentina, bro, and just, bro. Have you seen some of the pieces in Argentina? Argentina has been known to have some good meat. Yeah, yeah, and I'm talking about the cows too. <laughs> All right, so let's. <laughs> <laughs> man, tell me about your last two weeks, bro. Oh, tell me, shit, tell, me tell me about your last two. Oh man, you know, let me tell you, man. It's uh, so the kids graduated. Um, well, not the kids. I mean, well, some of the like my little girl graduated, and then my nephews and nieces graduated. My boys going to preschool, so they don't have graduation, you know, until they go to kindergarten and stuff. But uh, uh, your boys in school already? Yeah, he's in preschool, man. He's in preschool. How long has he been there? Uh, what? Three weeks? Three, four weeks? He's been. He's been on preschool no, 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 for no, no. three weeks. Oh, he, well, just, he, he recently started. He's been going for about three, four weeks. Yeah, I mean, he literally went all last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, this month, he's missed. Um, he's missed some days because he got sick. You know, little shit's been going around. Yeah, but like, yeah, man, he loves it. He loves going to school. I he, got you. He enjoys it, man. Uh, but you know, he 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 has those mornings. You know, where mm-hmm. uh, his mom tells me he's like, ah, oh. he'd be waking up and like, mom, I don't want to go. He's just tired. Like he, she's trying to wake him up, and he's just like, uh, like, nah. You know. Yeah, I've been, I've been, um, I've been actually on the phone every day for the last couple days, just talking to different uh, entities. Yeah, man, trying to find a nice little, little, little. What's that shit called? They call it TK with the school, like school before preschool, like you know what I'm saying? Like you mean pre K? 
TK, pre-K, whatever they call it now. What's TK? Okay. I don't you know. Got, you got me lost. I, I don't know what the fuck TK means. Bro, I know pre-K. Bro, when I when I was <laughs> talking to these people, I was like, yo, what, I don't know what TK is. <laughs> they, but, they must but, have but, thought, but, like, what the fuck gang is this motherfucker talking to? <laughs> sign me up. But, I, I hope you mean preschool, like pre-kindergarten, you know? I guess, man. You know, TK, know. technical kindergarten, is that it? it technically, guess. it's kindergarten, technically but it's not. it's kindergarten, but it's kind of <laughs> on the brink. Nah, but I've been talking to these people, man. I don't... But, but I mean, your little one's bright, bro. I mean, she could be. I mean, she she. It's because her birthday's in September. Ah, uh, see, so, yeah, that's my little girl's problem. So it takes her. So so like, I've heard that I've heard that there's some preschools and shit that will uh, some preschools that'll take her. But you gotta find that preschool, right? At this age, you know what I mean. They rather because in children they think. Or they think it's, it's kind of proven that six months in development is a lot. Yeah. So essentially, what is what's happening here is uh, they rather for your child to be the oldest one in the classroom as opposed to the youngest, the one. youngest one in the classroom. You know what I mean? Yeah. They want you to either they want them all to be in the same group, or they want them to be. You know what I mean? So. So hey, let me ask you this much though. Yeah. So, are you gonna have to pay? I don't think it's free. Oh, only reason why I ask. Yeah. So, I'll break it down, man. I, I, I'll, I'll let I'll let y'all know what's up. So when I was looking for, um, you know, because because the, the mother of my son was looking for a preschool, I was looking for a preschool. We were trying to find something that was uh, um, local, right? Mm-hmm. I work in the city. She worked in the city. You know, so we just try. We we wanted to try to find something local. I kept encountering this whole thing that, you know, like uh, the, the first thing they would ask you for is, okay, cool. How old is the kid? Okay, cool. Bring your pay stubs or bring your last year's tax returns. Yeah, yeah. The moment that would pop up, you know, you know, moms would go over there and take your stuff and they'll be like, okay, cool. You know, where's that stuff? Oh, yeah, it's just, Right here, and then they take my, you know, they, they, I just give them a glimpse of what it looks like, and all of a sudden, all right, cool, sir. So in this case scenario, mm-hmm. she would have qualified, but because you're in the mix, uh, you ain't gonna qualify for shit. So we're gonna charge you the maximum that we can to take your kid to preschool. Man, fucking tuition is a bitch, bro. But though. I don't understand. What, look, I, I got a little pet peeve with that though. I mean, I don't know if anybody else out there or any listeners got the same vibe about it. It's like I have a different perception of what making a lot of money is and i truly believe that the medium income in this country at least in los angeles should be like two hundred fifty thousand a year like that should be like a median like that should be like okay that's and the, that's it ladies and gentlemen we'll be back next week <laughs> yeah no I, i'm 250 250 i'll tell you why though i'll i'll, I'll tell you why because in in california or los angeles in general mm-hmm it's like there's no medium anymore. It's either you're, it's either you're making fucking money, or you're borderline broke. That's it. Like, and and that's the thing. Like, you know, once again, I have a different perception of what a lot of money is. Now, when when I look at when these fools are telling me like, oh, you make too much, I'm looking at it like, wait, the fuck do you mean I make too much? Right. Like, hey, like I I I just get upset mentally when they tell me that shit. So. My thing is this, because if you really consider it, let's just look at things for the way it is. And this, this is actually, I'm probably going to go on like in a 30 second rant, but 
this is for all the minorities out there. It's some real fucking talk. All right, real shit. And, and any any fool out there, Latino, black, whatever the fuck, you know. Let's be real about this shit. The average rent out there is what? 1800 bucks now? Something like that, yeah. Okay. So let's make a meeting now. Let's say 2000. Right. The average black or Hispanic has a kid. We, we, we're just fucking dippers. What can we say? Okay. So the average cost of kid per month is what? Maybe 800 bucks? Bare minimum? Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, I mean, clothing, um, just necessities, right? Just let's say 800. So that's already 2800. Right. Now, just do the math for a second. That's 2800 that I'm talking right now. I haven't even talked about groceries. I haven't even talked about car. I haven't talked about insurance. I haven't talked about light bill. I haven't talked about phone bill. I haven't talked about nothing. I just talked about a child and rent. We're at $2,800 so far. So let's look at this for what it really is. Do you mean to tell me that $2,800, bucks, right? Mm-hmm. $2,800. You see, if someone makes $3,000 a month, these preschools consider that to be too much. I don't know if you knew that. No, nah, didn't know. They told me the guideline. They said, if you make over 3000 period, gross, you make too much. I said, what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. In no way, shape, or form. God willing, I'm well above, but it's just the fact that there are many people that I know, clients mm-hmm. of mine, dude, that, I mean, they make $2,500 fucking dollars a month. And you mean to tell me that, I mean, how do you survive? Is what, is, so you see what I'm saying? So as far as like the income is concerned, that's why I think that that medium bracket should be much higher. Because if you really start to add shit up, mm-hmm. like to live comfortably, I mean, just alone, right? 2800 bucks is what we talked about. Let's say how, how much you think we spend on food in a month. Were we eating lobster and steak? No, no, no. Like, I mean, let, let's be real. Ramen? Like, like no, nah, no. Nah, I mean, we don't do ramen <laughs> either. You know? I mean... I mean, like, uh, I mean, like the average home. What, what, what do you think? Like, average home would be like, you know, you, you'll buy your home, steaks, you'll yeah, buy yeah. your chickens, you'll make your meals. You know, you probably spend like four hundred a month, maybe. Okay, four hundred a month. So we're at twenty eight. Now we're at thirty two. Being modest, I guess. Yeah, be I modest. I think I spend more than that, but I, I, yeah, I know we do. But I'm just saying, yeah, be modest. Yeah, thirty two hundred, yeah. and that's without the eating out and all that yeah. bullshit. Yeah. So thirty two hundred. Yeah. Now let's include. Let's just say two hundred. Let's say you have a Prius. So two hundred bucks a month in gas. On a car. Right? Now we're at 34. So it sounds like what you're getting at is once I start getting into talking about pricing for these schools, they're going to take a baseball bat and they're going to hit me over the head with it. Yeah, they're going to whack you. They're going to whack me. So here's here's my best recommendation for you. And this goes as a recommendation for a lot of people out there, which is why I brought this up. Yeah. I believe that... Yes, education should be paid for just as long as it's higher-end education. But if you're going to offer a public education that's already free to the masses, Mm -hmm. but because I make more than the masses, you're going to charge me for it? There's a problem. And I think that's wrong. It's not like like a private school where they're charging everybody from top to bottom. It doesn't matter what you make or where you come from, whatever it is. Like, hey, look, this is the education cost. You want to do it? Do it. If not, don't. Right, right. You feel me? So one of the things that we ended up having to go through was pretty much kind of just leaving my name out of it. Shit. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like kind of just like, okay, well, you know. I heard it. Yeah. yeah. You know? And it's just like we shouldn't, as a minority, we should not have to be going through this kind of bullshit. 
Like, you feel me? Agreed, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I just went on a rant. That, that kind of just caught me off guard when we started talking about pre-K and schools and money and education and shit. I don't know. Uh, it's a... Um, I, 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 I put you in a dark hole, bro. I'm sorry. I know you wanted to be somewhere yeah, bright man. right now. I'm about but to, I got to get on the phone with this one lady tomorrow. She's like, yeah, I told you I'll call her. What are we going to tell her, bro? What, what if she tells you, like, hey, you know? I mean, realistically, they're costing about, what, 1200 bucks a month, I think? 1200 like, a month. Yeah, $1,200. Fifteen hundred, depending on where the where the school's located at. That's the average for preschool. It's crazy. And then if you want them to go to a a good preschool, oh my god. Yeah, you're looking about twenty five hundred a month. Roughly. Oh my god. I mean, so like what do I do? Like, <laughs> well, like I said, I mean, like you left with no no. Well, no, that's what I'm telling you. I mean, in this case scenario, just don't include yourself. I mean, we have an idea as to what we make technically, you know. So mm-hmm. I would tell you just. Don't include yourself. <laughs> That's it. I'm depressed as shit. It happens. So speaking of an undepressing situation now. Shoot. So, ah, uh, man. So check this out, right? So obviously these two weeks have been have gone by, and um, a lot of things have went on the low key. But one of the ones that I just want to bring up that kind of stood out was the fact that, um, you know, I always knew that social media watches you. Mm-hmm. I've always known that Big Brother exists and he watches. Oh, yeah, he knows. But it's incredible when you realize how much he's watching even the small people. You see, it's one thing for you to be a big fish mm-hmm. and to be watched. But to be a small fish and to still be watched, that shows the care that yeah. they put into this business. The eye in the sky. Check this out, guys. Here's what goes down. So there was the uh, Triple G fight, right? So, I mean, obviously, you know, I got a little bit carried away. I was drinking, having a good time. So I started posting up. What do you call those? Uh, um, uh, uh, what do they call their the, Insta stories. Insta stories. <laughs> so, you know, Insta stories, they, they run like about, what, like 30 seconds a piece? Something like that? Yeah, whatever. It is. Roughly. Yeah. So the point is that I'm doing these Insta stories. And, you know, I'm, I'm Insta storing the fight. And as I'm insta-storing the fight, you know, of Triple G, it's incredible because, like, I'm, it's back-to-back. Like, I never took my button off of it. I just kept it pressed, and it's recording. It's watching the fight. And it gets to the part where Triple G knocks out his opponent. Now, here I think that, you know, everybody got to see it. Everybody enjoyed it. We're happy. Maybe, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I let about a minute go by, and I go and I check my Insta story. And then I noticed that the knockout video is not there. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And then I click on the other stories, and I see that there's stories that I had that showed the replay of the knockout mm-hmm. were blocked. They were little red tags on them that said they were blocked for copyright. Bro, that's copyright infringement. Okay. Let, be that as it the may. The zone owns that. Okay. Be that as it may. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, for, for those that, that have seen my page, man, I don't have that many followers to begin with. You know, I'm, I'm still trying. I'm still getting used to this whole Instagram stuff. Mm-hmm. So for them to have gotten on my page to witness and to block what I had, what, what I had to show to the small masses of people that I had to show it to and to do it within a minute they were on it. That kind of freaked me out, bro. You ever had a scenario like that happen to you? No, I don't think so. That tripped me out. 
I don't think so. I, I've always known they be watching, so I, I don't think I've ever got caught like that. I know, uh, I know people who have. I know people whose accounts got shut down for a couple weeks at a time because they was recording some shit. But <laughs> when I, you reminded me of when I was doing the. Uh, I, see, look, I, I fucked up, guys. I, I, you know what? Now, now, you just, <laughs> now you just remind me of this shit. I think I know why they started red flagging me, dude. There was um, what was it, Captain Marvel? Oh, there was a, there was. <laughs> So there was like a pinnacle scene, I guess. And that was the first time I saw the movie. And I mean, I thought the movie was okay. I didn't know that it was a it, it was it was a very impactful scene that I was recording. But of course, my dumbass would put, you know, on the, the little comment section, right? I would hashtag Captain Marvel, I'd hashtag Disney, and I'd fucking do at Disney at Marvel kind of shit. That's incredible. <laughs> so I didn't know what the fuck <laughs> I was doing, dog. So the bottom line is that all of a sudden, like the next day. My page is blocked completely. <laughs> like they blocked me for seven days because I, I did some infringement shit. <laughs> you know what? So I guess it makes sense. These motherfuckers, you gotta stop recording these people's shit, bro. Like, <laughs> hey, but you know, I mean, but fuck it, man. I mean, this whole like Big Brother bullshit, dude. It's like mm -hmm. it's fucking crazy. You know, like this whole Google shit. Like, you know, you oh, could be you could be on Instagram. Like, we could be having a conversation right now, and you could tell me right now that you're looking for a Mazda Z3 or some bullshit. Mm -hmm. And the first ad that pops up on your fucking phone the next time you go on, it's a fucking Mazda. Because your information is being sold. But it's being listened to, bros. It's I mean, being the, the, everything. The system, the moment you give access to these phones to listen to you, mm -hmm. you're fucked. Would you like to give this app access to your contacts? Nope. Would you like to give this app access to your pit? Nope, 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 nope. And then eventually you realize you have to say yes to record shit. Yeah, you got to do anything. You can't use the app then. Would you mind if we record your location every time you go? It's fucking crazy, bro. One thing I wanted to mention that I thought was funny. What's that? Have you heard of uh, Dick Yelp? Wait, rewind. Have you heard of uh, Dick Yelp? Dick <laughs> Yelp. You know what Yelp is, right? I I know what Yelp is. <laughs> you just got to put to it, bro. So what you're telling me is that I could make my own profile and they can find me? Nah. Okay, so what the no, fuck no. is this? What? So what it, what it is is <laughs> it's, a, it's a profile being ran by a woman. And basically what people do is they make their submissions to her. And they give you, um, and, and they basically give all the details. They review you. They rate you a 1 out of 10 and shit like that. All types. Of, I was crying, bro. Wait, 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 wait. So, okay. See, I got to pause for effect. <laughs> I got to pause for effect here. <laughs> so you're saying that there's a chick out there. Running a page. Running a page. And she's intentionally looking for people. To make submissions. So that so so bottom line, let me just be blunt. So she finds you, she fucks you, and she rates you. No, it's not one girl doing this. Oh. It's random girls all over wherever they are. Okay. And they're so it'll be random girl, like she'll submit you a picture of you oh. and then rate you. Oh. Right? I was not. Oh, wait a minute. This got interesting. <laughs> Wait a minute. So is, is this okay? So it's kind of is it is it similar to the, like, uh, like the old system that the, the boys used to have? And ain't no fun if the homies can't have none kind of thing. Like we would rate the chicks and pass them on kind of thing. 
I guess. But this is now becoming. But they got a pussy Yelp too. Oh, they got a pussy Yelp too. How, why have I never? I've never heard of this shit. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying. To... <laughs> okay, Yo, so this shit is fucking crazy. I was crying, bro. Okay, so they take a picture so you... of the person, right? So l- l- let me try to yeah, get either it. that or just take a picture from somewhere like Instagram or some bullshit. Okay, but like, and this is the dude. So let's say this is the chick I fucked, and here's my review on this chick. Yeah, you, you, you give a review, but the dudes they don't be reviewing like that. Like they be, they be hella like. Uh, okay, but is there at least a one to five star? Like. Yo, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, let me, let me find oh, You gotta sorry. find that. You gotta find I it. I seen that shit. Where I'm, that? I'm gonna post that shit on the Good Rinse Pod right now. I got, I need you to find it. I, I, I need for people to I'll know this it. exists. I'm gonna look for it. <laughs> Fucking shit. Holy shit. So they shit, rate man. you, they like, yo, yeah, you know, Jay, he a, he a, he a 10, so <laughs> he a three. Man, you, <laughs> man, do you realize how much of a confident booster that could be? Like, can you imagine if you were if you were already a pussy magnet, how much more of a added magnet you'd become after those like reviews? Yo, that is fucking nuts, bro. And then like, can you imagine like when you think you're fucking good, mm-hmm. and then you get nothing but terrible reviews? <laughs> 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 oh man, this thing just changed the scope. Yo, that shit of- is fucking. I mean, Dick, I need you to. Yo, I, I need you to dudes understand. Be like, dudes be like, "Wow!" They'll post a pic. They'll, they'll uh, make a submission of a girl and be like, "Yo, pussy was trash." Just <laughs> super, super, super simple, super sweet, super like undescriptive. But the girl be like, "Oh my god, can you <laughs> look?" <laughs> yo, I can't. Fucking be like, just post that shit. Trash. <laughs> One <Right>? star, <laughs> half a star. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you could put no stars. Zero stars? Zero stars. You ever been with a zero star? I have. I have. Nah. And I honestly have, man. She was actually a very, very, very attractive chick. Um, But I, I don't know if you guys ever encountered this, man. I've only encountered this once, and that's why I think it's like, it's it's an experience that just always stands out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like I said, fully attractive. I mean, just, just. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm still flabbergasted by it, bro. Just a very, very attractive chick, man. And then once it got time to, to taking care of business, I mean, I, you got to give her an A for effort, you know, because she, you know, she tried An to A uh, for effort. <laughs> she, she really did try to. Nah, you got to uh, give her an E for effort. Yeah, I'll give her an E for effort, man, because she really did try to, uh, uh, um, to, to really sing into the microphone. You know what I mean? And um, it, it, it just wasn't working out. And then the worst part about it was that it was one of those that um, it was naturally dry. <laughs> like, I never understood the term where, like, people have to use lubricants and shit. I'm about to hit pause on this shit. Bro said naturally. Like, she was just, like, she was just like a natural, like, fucking piece of lumber like yeah i mean yeah <laughs> and, and you know what and listen dog i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a fucking honey bro, with I'm you i'm not trying to get no fucking splinters bro listen i'm gonna be a honey with you you got that splinter pussy nah oh shit master splinter pussy damn oh, oh, you God. got that master splinter man slicing up foods and shit Nah, hey, I'm fucking crying. Hell no. Nah. Listen, no. But you know, the thing was that and and I don't know, man. I don't know like um I don't know what it could have been, man. I just like I said, I don't it just 
it was just dry, bro. Right. Like, it was, I don't know, man. It it didn't work out for me. It, did, it didn't work out for me at all. Like, she, tr- she, she tried coming back. She tried, like, you know, like, making the effort again. And, I, and you know, I almost made the mistake mm-hmm. of doing this again, of taking that ride again. But yeah, I was like, you know what? Right. Let me just consider the fact that you're a pretty face and a nice body, but just a splinter pussy, if I may. <laughs> Yo, I'm fucking dying in here. It's hot as fuck. Hey, it is hey. hot as fuck. <laughs> hey, you know what we should call this episode? The sauna. The sauna? You know, you know, you got barbershop talk. We're gonna use this one as the sauna talk. Who? Shit. I'm Bro just saying. Said. Um, but let me see. What else we got on the list, man? We've been on the air for 28 minutes. We ain't talked about shit. Um, hey, bro, hit the whole shit with the. Well, what? Before I forget, man. So everybody knows. Playoff. Playoff is basketball. This yeah, timeline. Yeah. So fill them in, bro. I've, I've been talking a lot of shit. So mm-hmm. fill them in with some actual information that might be helpful to them. Man, we are in... Damn, what's today? Oh, we got game six coming on Thursday. Kawhi, man. Should they have won the last one? Yeah. They should have, but game what, five was crazy because them? they... Uh, I don't know, man. I think I think they, I think they kind of went cold a little bit. But at the same... On, on that same token... I think Golden State just had, you get what I'm saying? Like, they just had a little bit more might in that game. The reason I say that is because their back's already up against the wall. Like, it's do or die. Then fucking Kevin Durant goes down. It looks like his calf fucking exploded. Like, all you see is a huge ass, like, you saw the video, right? Yeah. His fucking calf, like, pulsates so hard. So you know some shit happened in there. Yeah, it was like some bad juju kind of shit. That shit was terrible. And, and not to mention, he, the, the, the dude's calf, I mean, like, I understand, like, many people couldn't see it, man, because if you ever seen this man's calf... It's already skinny as shit. Yeah, it already looks like bone as it is, and it's very hard to see what happened, but I need you guys to really focus, and you guys will see that there was some type of movement in there somewhere. That shit was crazy. What is that, Achilles? Uh, what do you call that? Achilles? Achilles tendon? Achilles tear? Oh, man, that shit is fucking brutal. Bro, they... He, so he's got to opt into his contract. He's got to take that 31 mil just to have a year to recover before you even think about testing the free agent market. You can't even think about it now. That's out the You got to opt in. Because I mean, so let me, let, me, let me ask you, I mean, for those that don't know how the contracts work. So essentially, since he's injured, he opts into that part of the contract where he gets paid not to play. Well, he's not paid not to play. This is actually, so what it is is a player option. Okay. When he signed his deal, he had a he basically gave him an out, gave himself an out. The team gave him an out as well, so that way, if he wanted out, he could contractually exercise a, this particular clause in his contract and go test the market. Right. Right. So when you opt out, you're basically saying, "I'll test the market." Blah blah blah. He can't test the market now. I mean, he can. I don't think the right suitor will come to him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Who's gonna? Put, I don't know how many teams are willing to pay you buku money just to have you sit on the bench for a whole year. Right. So I think teams are gonna take their chances next summer. Kevin Durant's gonna opt in. He's gonna get paid that money, and because Achilles injury, like he's if if it's a tear, I don't know if it's a tear or a rupture. He's not playing next year. There's no way. 
So, I mean, but I mean, hypothetically, I mean, because I don't even know this part. There, um, so, all right, so let's just say he just, you know, he's injured, right? Okay. Would a team even take his ass? I think there's a team or two that will. I don't e- know if e- it, even with injury, do you think? Yeah, I think he's just all good. I think he's great. He's, uh, and, and you know me. Everybody who fuck with me, that fuck with me even a little bit, they know how critical I've been of Kevin Durant. Yeah. I'm still I'm still not over you going to go to, I'm still not over you going to go to state. But I'm not even getting into all that shit. Kevin Durant is 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 he's he's a human being. Man. I, I he's just going feel, down I in history. Bad. He's going down in history, right? So, for that to happen, Jalen Rose was on the air. So they cleared him. The 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 doctors cleared him. On Sunday, Jalen Rose basically had reported that Kevin Durant wasn't looking good in practices. Like, he didn't look like himself. He still played and blew his whole fucking Achilles out. It's crazy. So do you think, I mean, well, I guess, why the fuck would he play if, 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 if like, he didn't even look? Because I, I saw him practice. He was medically he, cleared. He good. They said med- he was medically cleared. You know. But I, I just think, that I just, this, was, this was what happened with Kawhi Leonard last year, though. Medically Ka- cleared. Kawhi Leonard had an injury. Uh-huh. The doctors were saying he's medically cleared. Kawhi was like, no, I don't feel good. I, I just don't feel good about it. He only played nine out of 82 games last year. Everybody doubted him. Everybody drug his character through the mud. His teammates was like, we don't believe he's injured. All types of shit was happening. But he's like, no, I'm not playing because I don't feel right. I'm, not, I'm like, I don't care if I'm medically cleared. He even went out and hired his own doctors. And they confirmed. And they confirmed that it's, it's best that you wait. And so it came to find out that the that the Spurs misdiagnosed him. All types of shit. What I think though, that needs to change. I don't feel like there should be team doctors. Because I think the doctors can be jaded. If I'm a team doctor and I work for the Golden State Warriors or any team, you know what I'm saying? Like like I'm a fan of the Warriors. I work for the Warriors. Uh-huh. What I think there should be is an entity that is hired solely by the NBA. And I'm not even sure if this is if, if it's like this or not, but if it's not, it should be. There needs to be a sole entity. Okay. Full of a network of full, full of doctors, all types of doctors. Doctors that are joints, near all types of doctors that specialize in everything, right? And that entity outsources their doctors to these teams. Every so often, every few years, every six, seven, eight years, they're changed. Right? All those doctors get new assignments in different cities on different teams. So that way these doctors can focus on being a fucking doctor and not a fucking fan. So, I mean, do you really believe that a doctor would clear an athlete considering they can ruin their careers? I think it's, I mean. Just to watch them I don't know play they, a game? I don't know if Knowing they'll do that it on, they're not going to be there 100%? I don't know if they'll do it on purpose, but I think, um, oh, I, think, think th- I think there's a small bit of conflict of interest there. I don't know. I, I guess I see it and I don't see it. So I see it in the sense of what you're saying. I do. But then again, I don't see it in the sense that because if I'm an owner and I, and I hire these doctors, you know, to to ensure that my players are at a peak performance. Yeah. And if my doctor that I hired to protect my players because they make me money says that one of my players is good to go, 
and he turns out not to be good to go. And it turns out he got even more injured than what I anticipated, and now he's going to cost me $31.5 million next year not to even play. I'm firing a couple doctors. Yeah. I mean, their intentions are good, I guess. I just think, I don't think he should have played, but that was crazy. He's ruined, you know, he's, he, 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 now he has to sit with that for a long time. Well, I mean, but I mean that's the stuff. I think that um, I think it's just fucked up. I, I really do, and I mean, I really hope that the doctor really tried to look out for him. I hope so too. I hope uh, because I hope there was no fucking foul. No, I don't want to say foul play. I hope there was no just fucking negligence. Uh, like they said, they did everything they could. They said that he had multiple MRIs. He, you know what I'm saying? They did. They did everything human, humanly possible. Kevin Durant said he was good. But what I think is, if the doctors medically cleared him, Kevin Durant is telling me he's good to go. But if we're practicing, and you ain't looking like you was looking, I mean, but I feel was, like as a coach, as a, as a staff, soon. I feel like as a staff, you got to be like, nah, we're not gonna play. You don't look good in practice. It was too soon. And in practice, it's hard to go hundred percent. So you don't really know what it's like until you have to put pressure where you have to go hundred percent. You get what I'm saying? Like you don't, you don't really know. So how do you feel now? Now that we know KD's out, it's a wrap. <laughs> now we know that, um, you know, they're gonna go head to head. Game six tomorrow. Or how, how does it play out for you? I still think it plays out the same way. You talking about the the outcome? The game, yeah. I still think the Raptors win. Yeah. When, I think they're going to win. How would you feel if they six. lost? If they lost six and seven? I mean, let, let, let's say they created an upset. How would you feel about that? Oh, my God. Would you really, at that point, give the Warriors the credit? Like, you know what? You guys are the best I, out I there. I still in the give set. them the credit. I still give them the credit. I just say, I just I just think they the, the balance of power shifted so greatly that it was almost a foregone conclusion. That Well, not almost. It was a foregone conclusion. The Warriors have been in the last five NBA Finals. Yeah, but you know, I don't knock that stuff though, bro. That's the balance of power shift. But, I but don't, I, I, I don't I, knock I just, it. I just, I just have that knock on Kevin Durant specifically. <laughs> I have no problem with the Warriors. I have no problem with anything. I just have a knock on Kevin Durant. I didn't, I, I wasn't a fan of. That. I can't get behind that move. I feel you. I just can't. I, I just can't. I cannot get behind that move. But people, you. people have come to grips with it. People have made peace with it, and to some degree, I have too. But I was, and still, I mean, I never want to see a player get hurt. Like, I never. I was, yeah, I mean. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, I played ball a lot of my life. Like, I, like you know what I mean? Like, on a human level, I was like, fuck no. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel that. But we missed that humanness and shit, man. And speaking of which, have you seen that, um, the documentary about Ava DuVernay on uh, Netflix? Uh, when they see us? <laughs> I have not seen it yet. Okay. Are you familiar with the Central Park Five? I am not. Okay. From the top of my head, let me not bullshit it because I'm not going to start a conversation I'm not familiar with. But film okay. me. What it's is right. it? Be be hundred. So basically, what the who the Central Five Central Park Five is uh-huh. is five boys. Mm-hmm. 1989. 1989. Uh, four of the boys were black. One of them was uh, Latino. Basically, what happened is uh, there was a woman, a jogger, who was breed- uh, raped and brutally beaten. 
right? Um, police were called, blah, blah, blah. And basically, these five boys were picked out of a crowd just arbitrarily. And there was this attorney, this prosecutor named, named Linda Fairstein. She was hell-bent. These boys were innocent. These boys had done nothing wrong. These boys were just in the park. If anything, the only thing you could have got them for was being out after curfew. But they had nothing to do with the rape and the beating of this of this jogger, this white woman. Um, everything happens, bro. They they get arrested. Um, they have these young boys and these young boys. The youngest one was fourteen. The oldest one was sixteen. And basically, they just kept them in a, in, a, in police precincts. Kept them all. And mind you, all these boys did not know each other. They didn't know each other. Okay. Um, they like they they all went to like they were all from the same community. So like I think a couple of them knew of each other, but they weren't friends. They weren't like boys. They just knew each other from the community type shit. Okay. So basically, what happens is just to make the long story less long, is these boys were co- coerced by fucking interrogators, police officers to admit to shit they didn't do, crimes they didn't do. They got it. They got these young kids to flip on the other dude. Without knowing other dude, you know what I mean? They were, like, he did it. This person's over here saying that you did it. Now you, so this boy's like, oh, you know what I mean? They yeah. got them to sign paperwork that waives their right to an attorney. Oh shit, bro! They took documents into court that showed these boys signed these confession letters, wrote these confession statements completely on their own, and they waived their right to an attorney. What judge in the world is gonna look at? A 14, 15 year old boy's signature and take that as valid. <laughs> what was the name of the judge? You know? I don't remember the name of the judge. I don't. I would like to know the name of the judge. But um, basically, these boys got convicted, thrown in jail. Years and years later, they got exonerated because years and years later, it kept getting brought up. There was no DNA evidence. I'm curious. Who exonerated him? A judge. A New York State judge. I don't know the name of him. But basically, they kept appealing, I guess. Okay. Uh, and that's that's pretty was, tough. There's no. Uh, they were in jail for years, bro. They mind you, they uh, they went in. They went to jail when they were 14 and 16 years old. These men are like uh, mid 40s now. Holy fuck! Nah, bro. If it, oh wait, yeah, 89. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. 16, 14. Yeah, they're 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 all mid 40s now. Mid 40s, pushing 50. And so the thing about it is, like, are they they're telling their story now? They're telling their story. Their stories have always been being told. It's just not now we're hearing it from like them specifically, and like it, it was crazy. But now, like retroactively, what's happening is this: this Linda Fairstein, who was the uh, the prosecutor, and they basically just show how they made them rape this woman, right? They they lied about it, like they. Uh, just all types of shit happened. And it just, it just, it just, it was like, it's like super sad. You, you should peep it. It's like a five-part doc. Um, I'm going to get that check. Yeah, that, that sounds like a very, it's, very interesting. It's super, it's, it's super crazy. But it's you know, th- that goes to show you how fucked But now this the system woman, is. retroactively, like she's getting fired from it. Like she's a, she was like a, like a high up, like board member. I don't want to say board member, but she was, she had a high position in the wait, nonprofit. Wait, wait. But wait, but why is she getting fired if she was the one that said that they were innocent? No, no, she's the prosecutor. She lied and prosecuted these dudes. These wait, boys. so, so which, which one was the one who said that they were innocent? 
They, they were saying they were innocent the whole time. No, no, no. You, you said Feinstein or whatever. Fairstein. Fairstein. Fairstein is the one, the prosecutor. Oh, so she wasn't saying that they were innocent. No, no, no. She was the one who was oh, I got, okay. corroborating lies. So she, she got fired from a nonprofit organization. Like she, bro, she has wrote crime books over the years. Crime novels. So in other words, the roosters were, came home to roost. That were bestsellers. Her publishing company dropped her. Like, people are working on getting her books pulled, like, off shelves. I mean, she's already made her money. You get what I'm saying? But now, here's a, here's a big question. Now, considering everything we know now, now, again, it, I mean, I'm assuming that hasn't been proved yet. I mean, this is all just going based on assumptions that they're able to just put two and two together. No, but, these dudes are out of, these guys are out of jail. These dudes are exonerated. Oh, no. Yeah. So, would they, I mean, considering how fucked the judicial system is, is there a possibility to flip the script and put her in jail for falsifying? I mean, I don't know. There stories, documentations, or manipulation of, of minors. These, boys, these dudes lived with that for 30 years almost. You know what I'm saying? She's She's been living a nice, productive, fruitful life over the last 30 years while you put these dudes away to hopefully rot in a state penitentiary. You know what I'm saying? And one of the boys was 16 years old. He was 16 years old, bro, and he got tried as an adult. That's some cold shit. Thrown in jail with adults, grown men, and you're 16. He was a big-ass kid at 16, but he was 16. I think they said he was like 5, 6, 2, 10, or, I forgot what they said, but he was he was a big-ass 16-year-old, but 16 years old, bro. Like, it was like crazy. Like, even Donald Trump back in the day, young Donald Trump, he was like... uh like, he put out ads on TV, in the news, that advocated to bring back the death penalty. And he was, he was, he was an advocate to use the death penalty against these, these five boys. Not knowing what the backlash of the lies behind everything. Not knowing what it is. Like, he was the one. And Trump, and since all this shit has started heating up again over the last couple, over the last year, I guess, has Trump addressed it or apologized? As Fairstein, the, the prosecutor, came out, addressed it, or apologized. Not that we care. Not that well, anybody I mean, wants to hear it, but... I think an, an apology is not what's due for the, the for the chick, for that for that lady. You know, I mean, as far as, like, um, I mean, as far as what do you call that, uh, Trump's concerned, I mean, I personally don't give a shit. I mean, because at the end of the day, just because of the fact that I think that people change opinions throughout timelines. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's people that believe in the de death penalty. I'm not going to lie to you, man. There's a point that I, even I believed in the death penalty, like, in, to a certain extent, you know? There's, there's only one thing out there that if it can be, pr like, 100% proven, then I still think that, you know what, like, death penalty should still be there for them. It's basically just, you know, like, you know, raping of kids, killing of kids. I mean, it, 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 like, the well, sickening if you go, stuff, if, you know? If you but go I don't to jail, know. If, if, you, if you get convicted and, and locked up, over shit like that, but it has to you be have proven. A, you though. have a you have a shelf life. Yeah. If you go to prison and you did anything that harmed women, innocent women or kids, you ain't gonna last very long. And you've heard that, right? Like I've I've, I've known people who spent quite a bit of time in, in behind 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 bars. If they got wind that you're in jail because you harmed a child, or you harmed women. You you ain't gonna last very long. 
I, mean, we, I think I've even mentioned that. You're not going to last long. Yeah, but you, you know. You did what to a child? Okay. We but, got you. But you know what I think, though, man, is that I, I just, I, I don't feel that, I mean, and again, I don't know, man. I, I, I speak more on emotion just because of the fact that I have kids. So, I mean, my, my, my judgment is probably more clouded right. than, than most. Um, but what I will say is, I wouldn't want or I wouldn't appreciate judgment being issued by those who have judgment of their own. What do you mean? Like, if they go to prison, right? Okay, fine. You know, they say, oh, you did what to a kid or whatever, right? The, the shell life situation you're talking about. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like he's being, you know, tried by, a, like, other, I mean, other people that, you know, I mean, who knows what they've done to be there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just, I don't see it as justice. Like, Bro, I just, I, I just if, don't. I don't if know. I rob a bank, okay, I need to go to jail and I got caught, I need to be there. But if you come in and I know you raped a 15-year-old girl, that just don't line up with my morals. Like, even on the streets, even when you're in the streets and you live in that life, every street dude will tell you, the only thing we do, the only people we protect we protect women. We protect children. Women who are innocent, who are not involved in this life, and children. I mean, but even then, though, I mean, they protect them, but... We'll put them in their box if they're... If, if, but they're, you know the, they're the ones that are damaged, though. I mean, consider Bro, that, though. I mean, like, I'm going to tell you like this. How many times when I was a, when I was a, When I was a kid, and I, thought I was, and I thought I was in that lifestyle, and I wanted to be a part of that lifestyle, let me tell you what happened. My older brother... Who uh, who who's you know had had his I, I don't want to I don't want to dive into but detail but he's had his he made his rounds in that lifestyle right right you know what he did to me when I when when he got when he caught wind that I was uh, enamored by that lifestyle he took me on a little ride along <laughs> took me on a little ride along so he took you on the training days what you saying you were exactly. Jake. Exactly. Remember right. Alonzo took Jake on that ride? Oh, yeah. Hey, yo, Jake. I, I, I literally, and I'm, I'm not going to give too much details out. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just not that type of dude. I went on the ride along. After that ride along, nobody had to tell me anything else. Because I knew the things that was a part of that, I didn't want to be a part of. The things to maintain status. Dudes that have a high status in the streets. They got it for a reason. They got it for a reason. And every fucking day they wake up, they got to look out for those reasons. <laughs> That's real talk. I didn't want to do that. Yeah, I've told you on this podcast, I was when I was living that little shit, I even brought up a whole scenario where I had a dude pull a knife on me in the fucking liquor store. I was like, you know what? Like, bruh, like, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. I've heard dudes dying and dudes just doing the same thing that got this dude killed. I don't know, man. It's just, I don't know, man. It's, I, I, it's very difficult, man. I mean, it's, I think, I I think that the end result of it all, I think it can truly be that it's difficult for a human to take judgment on another human. I might open up a rabbit hole with this, bro, but I don't want to do it too bad. Consi- consider this. Yeah. 
So let's just say you have a murderer in jail, mm-hmm. right? We all know that that's a, that's a bad crime. That's something that it's immoral per se. Right. Right. Now, the thing about it is that let's say the judge that prosecuted him, the judge is like, oh, man, you're a sick person. You killed somebody, blah, 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 and then bam. Mm-hmm. But then what if that same judge that did that to him you know, was was that same guy going home, beating his wife, cheating on his wife, or doing some shit, just never got caught? Or was a drunk and would beat his wife on occasion, not on purpose, but just because it was a drunk? Apologize in the morning, everybody was happy. But nobody knew about it. Yeah, nah. You know you know what I mean? I think it's very, very difficult. Like, I, I start seeing now, man. I just feel like, dude, it's tough for another human to judge another human because you may be able to pinpoint somebody's bad because it's that bad. But you got to But you have it, your you have your skeletons too, man. I don't give a fuck. You, you like, gotta, I can't you got judge motherfuckers skele- like You got that. your skeletons, bro. But sometimes... I mean, there's limitations. We all, we all, we all do bad shit, right? We all do... Sh- or, you know, people have done shit worse than others. But we can all agree but on some you shit. you have somebody standing in your presence that has violated something that is in your very fucking core... That is like baseline, just unacceptable. You got kids. Imagine you have a 15-year-old and a nigga just walk in or you know a dude that just raped a 15-year-old girl somewhere. That could have been your 15-year-old girl. And that's what I mean. And, and my judgment's cloudy because what would I do to that? That's death penalty for me. Why am I going to invest my tax dollars on keeping that psychopath inside of prison if I know that he's going to more than likely do it again? That's just... That, that's just it's a statistic at that point. You see, you, you see what I mean. Like my judgment at yeah. that point, if someone else could look at my judgment, and be like, "All right, you're being too harsh." You know, who mm-hmm. are you to who are you to declare a death penalty on something like that? Like, okay, well, I mean, who am I to put him in jail to begin with, too? If that's the case. I mean, I guess it is what it is, bro. I don't know. It's, I'm uh, just it's never. Tough. I, yeah, if it's you, tough. yeah, it's just certain shit, bro. I got a daughter, bro. I. <laughs> It just is what it is, and that's what I mean, man. I, I'm I'm liable to basically be that judge to be like, oh, you raped some, you raped a little girl. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's the electric chair, sir? We don't have those here anymore. Uh, where's the hang thing? No, we don't do. Oh, what the fuck? What do we have? Uh, <laughs> sheriff, you got your piece. All right, cool. Right. Firing squad in the back. Go handles. I, I'll be one of those. Right. I, I handle, just, I, it, handle th- it that way. I handle it that way. I mean, why why keeps people like that in society? Again, that's my judgment because, again, I got kids. I mean, I, I look at it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Somebody else may not look at it that way and say, well, everybody deserves a second chance. Hey, maybe. I don't know. It is what it is, bro. And um, it ain't what it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That is fucking hilarious. Oh, man. Um, man. I wanted to talk about this last week, but we wasn't in. We wasn't in. Yeah, dog, because we weren't in a fucking sound. Anthony Joshua. Andy Ruiz Jr. Ah, we're heading back to boxing. Yeah, yeah. Just, just we can just dive in real quick. I just want your thoughts, bro. Joshua. Is, so, he, a, is he a fraud? Nah, I mean, he's not a fraud, man. He's not a fraud. He just went up against somebody who was better prepared. Somebody who was hungrier. I really believe that um, I, I came to a conclusion that after watching more fights of, um, of Ruiz... Are you went back on him? 
Oh, yeah, I went back on him because I was, I, I'm not gonna lie to you, I wasn't too familiar with him. I just knew he had a good uh, amateur pedigree of over 105 fights and he only lost about four or five. Yeah, I mean, but you think about Joshua, he doesn't have a deep amateur background, but he had a decent one too. I mean, because you, you gotta remember, he, he was compared to he's an Olympic gold medalist, bro. Right, so, but I mean, like, even even Wilder, his Olymp, his uh, amateur background is not that deep. Yeah, I mean, it's not that deep, but once again, I mean, these guys went against the best in the world at one point or another, yeah, you know, so. True. So one way or the other, you, you can be tested. But I think, who, who said, I, I, I heard this best from Max Kellerman, and it was so true to the fact that I really believe this was, this was accurate, which was he referred to as muscle memory. When you handle so many fights or when you get into so many fights, mm-hmm. you know, you get to a position where you get used to seeing different styles, different angles, different everything, right? Right. And it gets to a point where you just have some type of muscle memory where you just kind of know how to move to stuff. You know, it's like, uh, it's no different when you when you work at a, at a job, right? You're on a computer and a keyboard. Yeah. You have a certain way of moving your mouse. You know where your mouse is going to be. You don't even have to look at it. You're looking to your left and you put your hand on it. Your mouse is right there. Right. Muscle memory. So m- my point is, this dude had a very good amateur pedigree. He had a good, you know... Muscle memory, I would say, because the way the moves that he was doing against Joshua was perfect to a tall man's perspective. He was going on the inside on him. He was moving when he was supposed to. He was jabbing when he was supposed to. He was going for the body shot. Yeah, I mean, he was doing everything right. So, you You know, think about it. Joshua's hands were up here starting to fight. Yeah, and they next thing you know, they're down. I got him. I'm, I'm gonna give you something. He was hurting, bro. I'm gonna give you a little piece of uh, piece of knowledge, real quick. And I, and this is from uh, the great, you know, MMA fighter George Saint Pierre. Mm-hmm. So we both know that George has one of the best records in MMA history, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, one of the, the best Hall of Famers of all time, and all this kind of stuff. So he's not in the Hall of Fame yet, bro. Well, nice. I, mean, I mean, well, he will be there, bro. I mean, there, I mean <laughs> there's no doubt about that for sure. Right. So my thing is this. He says, look, nobody in the world could go undefeated. Okay? Mm-hmm. He's like, if you really fight and you fight people again, you know, if you win them the first time, if you end up fighting them again, right? you're likely to lose that fight again or you can win it. He's like, it, it's always a 50-50. He's like, you have to remember one thing, that... Whenever you beat somebody, it's not because you're better than them. Right. It's because you were just better prepared that night. He said, because you can catch someone on the off night. It's possible. Mm -hmm. Tyson got caught on an off night. Nobody cares about that, though. Joshua got caught on an off night. Vladimir Klitschko got caught on an off night when he fought Corey Sanders for the belt and then lost him to him Mm -hmm. because... If you haven't seen that fight, I mean, for anybody that's a boxing enthusiast, you go check back on that fight. That was that was one of the biggest upsets before this one. It was Vladimir Klitschko. He was set to basically defend his belts against Corey Sanders. It was so funny because Corey Sanders had a similar record to Ruiz. Right. But hilarious. Only one loss. Kind of chubby. Quick hands. Yeah. You know, and I mean, but nobody expected him to win. It was impossible. And he ended up knocking down Klitschko about four or five times in the fight until they stopped it. And what a coincidence. It, it repeated itself with Ruiz and with Joshua. But the key thing here is where I'm going at is basically, like I said, I don't think he's a fraud. I just think that he really just got caught on a bad night. 
He wasn't prepared mentally. He wasn't prepared in any way not to take away anything from Ruiz because Ruiz brought it. Well, you're not calling him a fraud, but I can tell you one guy that's calling him a fraud. I I, I saw the tweets. Break it down. This is exactly why uh, MMA has passed boxing. Because Dana White would have never allowed this to happen. At least not before we got what we wanted to see. Right? Like, now now what? Joshua's lost. I don't know how many people care to see Wilder or Joshua now. Not many. That's mega. This that's a mega fight. But let me ask you something though. I mean let, let's let's talk about that mega fight for a second. If that mega fight would have happened mm-hmm. on a hypothetical level. If it would have happened, we probably would have never seen Ruiz get into a squared circle with a heavyweight champion, maybe until the next three, four, five years. That would have been way too long. So the fact that Ruiz actually had a shot at Joshua to dethrone him, I think was the best thing that could have happened in boxing. Ruiz took that uh, fight on short notice. All the he more didn't reason. even have a six-week training camp. All the more reason. But see, look, th- this is my Usually point. Usually you get six weeks. You get a six- <laughs> He didn't even have a six-week cap. All the more reason why it showed you how talented the dude was. Consider that. I mean, you, just, you, you brought it up. You're what? absolutely right. He didn't have a proper camp, and he still went in there and did his job. Yeah. Joshua trained the entire timeline for a different fighter, of course. But, again, the, the other fighter, we can honestly say, didn't have the same type. They both had the same amount of training to adjust. Yeah. That was it. So my thing is that, in this particular case, I actually think that this whole Ruiz situation mm-hmm. was the best thing that could have happened in boxing. I, I, I like what's going to happen. I can tell you that. But that don't take away from mega fight, though. Well, I mean, think about it now. The mega fight, because remember, you got a piece of the mega fight, right? The piece of, piece of the mega fight would, was Fury and Wilder. We right? saw what that brought to the table. Mm-hmm. It was actually a damn good fight. I enjoyed it. All right. But now that you got Ruiz in the mix, you got Tyson calling Joshua bum, saying that he knew he was a bum forever, mm-hmm. and now that he lost to you know, and and they're down, and I love this because they're downgrading Ruiz more, which means that if more than likely what's going to end up happening is mm-hmm. that the Fury Wilder fight's not going to happen because Wilder has a mandatory he's going to have to face. Who's that going to be? I forgot the dude's name, but there's a okay. mandatory that the WBC is claiming for. Before they put him back in the ring with Wilder, I mean with uh, with Fury. Okay. So what would make sense money wise, if Josh was a bum, and if that rematch clause kind of takes place or whatever the hell. So let's just say Ruiz does knock out Joshua again. I would love to see Tyson Fury against Ruiz. The winner of that fight right. comes out and hits up Wilder, because I think Wilder's at the top of the pinnacle only because of the fact that. You know, because as far as the fighting is concerned, I mean, Wilder's sloppy, let's be honest. Yeah. He's sloppy, but he's entertaining. He, he's a heavyweight champion that people love to watch because he knocks out people. He does what heavyweights are supposed to do. But we've seen this in the past. Heavyweights are usually sloppy, though. Yeah, yeah. you know? So I really believe that... Here's my prediction. Mm-hmm. Joshua and Ruiz are going to fight again. The second fight is going to be a draw, as weird as it sounds. Mm-hmm. I kind of believe it's going to be a draw. Or at least this is what I want. This is probably right. what I want. So I want that fight to be a draw. Mm-hmm. 
once that fight's a draw, it opens up Fury Ruiz. Fury Ruiz comes in. I truly believe that Ruiz has the ability to knock out Fury. But after seeing the power that Fury was able to take from Wilder, oh, yeah. I think he'll be able to take Ruiz's hits, and Fury would actually outbox Ruiz and win him in a decision. Then you got Tyson back at the top of the pinnacle mm-hmm. with all the belts again except the WBC. What has to happen? The fight has to go down. But wait, before that fight goes down, you got a mandatory that comes into play because you still got a number one contender on one end. Right. Which is still going to be Joshua. So what's going to happen? Joshua's obligated to fight Tyson Fury. Joshua Fury touch base together. By this time, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Ruiz trying to go after the WBC belt to fight Wilder. Meanwhile, that fight's going on. Ruiz gets knocked out by Deontay Wilder, proving more points to the to, to the to the storyline. Fury, Joshua fight, no knockout, but Fury wins by decision. Joshua walks away with two losses, the draw. He's like, damn, he's depressed, doesn't know what the fuck to do with himself, and now he creates the mega fight, the rematch. Fury and Wilder, never to have Joshua fight Wilder not once. Just remember those words. I'm going to keep this episode cherished in my memory over the next few years at least because I want to – we just got this man on record with like the next three years of top-end heavyweight championship of the world boxing analysis. That's, that, that's a hot take. Episode, I'm, I'm really going to keep 41 in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2020, 21, whatever, 22, I'm going to go back and I'm going to listen. And I'm going to see how all this has played out. Likewise. You're on record. I'm on record. There's no hiding now. There's no hiding now. <laughs> so if you're right, you can come on here and you can gloat. But and if you're not right, you better be able to sit there. And handle the truth. And take it. <laughs> all I know, man, is... uh. Hey man, this was fun. That's why I like that's but UFC is you get what you want to see right away. If it's two people you want to see fight, I want to talk about UFC for a second, man. Wait a minute though. But you know what you know my only problem with UFC was though? What? I'll tell you the biggest problem they had with UFC. Because yes, it, it, see, the thing about it is that UFC is just like WWF. I mean WWE. Okay? Except it's real. Yeah, except it's real. <laughs> but here's the thing though. Here's the catch, mm-hmm. and this is what this is where boxing. St- this is why boxing still dominates the ground. UFC has everybody on payroll and contract, which means that if you want to fight for the UFC, you have to be employed by the UFC. Mm-hmm. So if you fight at Bellator and you're a champion at Bellator, you're gonna have to seize up your contract to go to UFC. To have a fight out there and then to basically do your little thing and then try to go back or whatever it is or Dana won't let you leave. Like, there's the, the I mean, as great as it is that, oh, yeah, everybody's here and everybody will fight because that's what you want to see. If you think about it, the only problem that I'm starting to have with UFC is the fact that the the barn stable, if, I, if you will, mm-hmm. is now officially becoming limited. In boxing... You have fighters from all over the world, different bodies and sanctions. All they have to do is just come out to the Americas and fight with American fighters, make a deal to fight. 
anybody can make a deal to fight. No problem. Doesn't matter. But that's you why can I have think these belts. I mean, and that's why you have so many sanctioning belts because all these sanctioning bodies. Because you can inter right. Yeah. You know, you go to Europe, you fight. You go here to fight. You go there to fight. Doesn't matter. You can fight anywhere. You can right. fight with anybody. There's no. Well, I can't fight him because blah blah blah. The only thing that's getting into the boxing's world right now, the problem that they're having now, is that the famous guys have contracts with broadcast companies. Right. Showtime, the Zone. They're trying to do that same UFC bullshit. Mm-hmm. Which I think that honestly in boxing, if you do that same shit in boxing, you'll fuck up boxing. Because if you put everybody in the same stable, yeah, you put everybody in the same playing field, you can't make the same kind of money. You can't draw the same type of crowd. You can't basically build a fighter the way you'd want to build him. Because I mean, you got let's be honest, boxing is different in that sense. Yeah, I Oscar agree. De La Hoya when he was basically first making his fights, they picked and chose his fights until he was ready. Right. Then they just throw him against the wolves just like that. It wasn't until De La Hoya felt ready where he said, okay, you know what? I'm going to fight this person. I'm going to fight the best. I'm going to fight this person, Quarte. I'm going to fight everybody. Mosley, Trinidad, everyone. And that's why De La Hoya has that beautiful record of, although he has losses, he's still considered one of the greats because he basically determined who he, he would fighting. fight. But then he he did that, he made that decision. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So in the UFC, it's not you making that decision. It's Dana White making that decision. You see what I'm saying? So it's great, but it's bad. And this is where I'm actually trying to get to the climax of what my what my point was. <laughs> I've always said on record, mm-hmm. Pride was my favorite MMA fighting. Right. Pride, I mean, I don't give a fuck. Anybody who loves MMA, anybody that goes back to like the beginning routes, although UFC was awesome out here, everybody knows. All the biggest stars, the biggest names that came to the UFC that you come to know and love, they all came from Pride, all right? Mm -hmm. So here's where I have the issue with the whole contract situation of you have to be a part of the UFC to do X, Y, Z. In the concept, you see back in Pride, they had tournaments. I don't know if you remember those. They would would do tournaments, right? So there would be be no belts. Vaguely, yeah. So that's that's the only time that Dana White would allow UFC fighters Mm -hmm. to leave to go fight. Because they weren't fighting for the pride belt. They were fighting in a tournament, a Grand Prix. Right? Right. You know, so that's where you saw Chuck Liddell when he was trying to fight that, you know, with Tito Ortiz and Ortiz kept avoiding him and all that kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. You, you saw him flying out to fucking Japan to go fight in pride to, be, to do the Grand Prix. Right? Right. You know, Rampage Jackson, you know, uh, all the greats. So my point is this. When it came down to belt fighting, though, mm-hmm. it changed. The fighter that should have made a fight in UFC till today, and I have a grudge about that, is Fedor Emelianenko, the greatest heavyweight of all time. That's my grudge. You got that KD grudge? This is my grudge. <laughs> Fedor should have went and fought at the fucking UFC, right? but because of all the bullshit that was in between, it never happened. But yet he knocked out every fucking heavy UFC weight fighter that would come out of UFC to go to him and fight him. Mm-hmm. He fucked them all up. It wasn't until his older age where he just started kind of diminishing like age would do to you. But this is where it comes down to. If if you keep everybody in the stable right, and all you have to offer are the people in the stable, what happens when everybody in the stable has fought each other and everybody else is swarming around in different other well, entities? They're always and bringing branches? in new, new folks. I mean, yeah. I mean, new folks trying to make a name for themselves. But I'm yeah. saying, but what about the big greats? You got fighters in different Bellators and all this kind of shit. Fucking high performers. 
They're gonna do something. Something's gonna happen. Well, I mean, but that, that was the same once, issue that once we had. Once it gets, once it gets, if it starts to get saturated, they will. I hope so because I think that's my only issue that I'm starting to see that boxing is really having now. Right. Whereas boxing is really becoming UFC might that become setup. the the only competitor. Bellator might get taken. I've heard about that. I heard the rumors about. It. I mean, yeah. I mean, mainly because of ratings. I mean, Dana White's got the pack down. If you don't play in the NFL. If you're not playing professional football in the NFL, you're not playing professional football. You know something? I'm going to hold this podcast to heart for that. That statement you just made. Why is that? You couldn't explain the UFC brand any better than define it as the National Football League. If you want to play professional football... (laughs) That is so accurate, dude. There's one place for you to go. One, that is so accurate. Like I, you look, bro. I Basketball, can't. Basketball, yeah, can't you can go overseas. You. you can play ball. How soccer, accurate you can go overseas. Is. You can play soccer. You want to play professional football? Yes. NFL. That no? is so fucking accurate. Go get you an accounting job. Period. That's that's what it is. But I'm just excited for uh, this this John Jones fight coming up next month. Oh, for the John Jones fight. John Jones and uh, and Santos, Thiago Santos. That's gonna be a pretty good fight. That's gonna be decent. I think so too. Um, it's gonna be a competitive fight, but I still think that we already know who's gonna win. Yeah, I, I, I'm still, I'm still going Johnny. Johnny's my guy. One thing that I, um, one one guy that that's really been like that I've been really championing up right now, and he's been championing himself. He's just he just took the uh, bantamweight title this past weekend. Who's this? Henry Cejudo. Oh, shit. Hey, hey, dude. Bro, that motherfucker, hey. he talks the talk. He walks the fucking walk. He got the flyweight. He just went out there this weekend, got that bantamweight. He's like, I'm trying to go up another weight. I saw, you saw that. Uh, Olympic um, gold medalist. Are, like His, on, uh, uh, what was that? He came out with the little fucking, uh, um, with the magician's hat. Yeah. Taking shit out, throwing it at that fool. Uh-huh. Ballsy motherfucker. Ballsy. Fucking um after after he beats uh Marias, Joe Rogan walks out there and was like, Congratulations, Henry, you're the champ champ. He's like, No, 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 no. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Call me Triple C. Champion of the flyweights, bantamweights. He, he always wears his gold medal. And a gold medalist. That's what's up. He's like, I, I, he's like, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get paid that heavyweight money. I'm trying. He, he, he um, he's like so. He, he's like, I want to go up another weight class. Go get that belt. He started calling out all the 135ers. He's like, yo, uh, he called out Cody Garbrandt. He called out a couple, a couple dudes. When, I don't think I don't think Cody's going to be fucked with though. And I would I'm a fan that. of Cody Garbrandt. He's been he he's, I think a two three fight losing streak, but when that motherfucker's on his A game, bro, he's devastating. When do you think it's too much, bro? Because uh, you know what? It's UFC. It is literally the only sport. Mm-hmm. Because boxing, you got Floyd that, that he broke the curse. But UFC is literally the only sport where if you talk too much, you always get knocked the fuck out. I love that shit. Because you cannot be a punk in, in, in 
that you cannot hide. You can't, right? Because we just talked about it. UFC, you always get the fights you want, right? So if you if if, if you get called out, Dana White's calling your phone the next day. Like, I don't know what you're doing. You've been called out. Figure it out. Hang up. Figure that shit out. You're fighting. I feel like you have to be more than supremely confident because you are always one punch, one kick, one knee, one elbow away from being. But when is too KO. much though? See, look. I mean, you got the know. you got you got Rousey that see talking her shit. Rousey's got the one. Out. Rousey's the one. You got McGregor talking that shit. Got put to sleep, and he got. I mean, he got put to sleep twice. First time but by Connor, Diaz, and the second time by what is his name? You, 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 you uh, say his name Khabib, right? Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov. <laughs> Bro, but all I'm saying is, ah, when you're in the UFC, Nurmagomedov. if you gonna talk shit, back it up. I mean, and it's not that the fact that you can't back but, it up. And Connor's a beast. No, Connor's he, twenty-one and four. He's he, lost four times. Like, come on, like let's I mean, not let's not let's not throw dirt. Let's no, not no, no, throw no. shade on him. I don't want to throw shade on him. It's just the fact that I'm saying that. This is a sport where I feel like you have to have some type of limitations of talking shit. I mean, I know you want to sell it, but then I don't, I don't you, think so. you get to the point where you see McGregor. I mean, he, he talked that mad shit because we know he could back it up. And I still believe he can back it up. No, he could still back it up. I, look, I, I'm going to tell you like it's this. Just, Ronda, she talked a lot of shit, right? If but when Ronda lost that the first ring, time, when Ronda, uh, Ronda's my baby. It took me a long time to come to grips with trashing her for this. She looked like, she looked fundamentally like a different person. Then, you go on Ellen. Ellen fucking DeGeneres. Which, oh, huh? Daytime talk show. Ellen's asking you about your loss to Holly Holm. You tell us how devastating it was, and you admit to us that you seriously thought about hurting yourself? From that moment, I was like, still love you. Got a lot of respect for you. And I told the homie, she should not take another fight. And then she fought again. She took another fight. Oh, Amanda ace. Nunes came and put it on her. I told my homie, she should not take another fight. She shouldn't. Your confidence has hit an all-time low, and I don't know if one can get that back from where you came from. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where it's like, you get what I'm saying? Like, you can tell a motherfucker that lose, but that's just still supremely confident in what they got to do. Right. She fucking lost. And I feel like, you get what I mean? I, like, she was reminiscent of a little girl when she said that. I was like, yo, she shouldn't take another fight. She came back against Amanda Nunes, the number one contender or some shit. Got wiped up. Got mopped, mopped her up. Yeah, she mopped her up quick, too. But when Chris Cyborg lost, when she lost, congratulations to her. She got me. It's fine. I'm still that bitch. Where my next fight at? But okay, but you, you, <laughs> come on, man. Let, let me consider come something. Come on, bro. Let me tell you something, though. Keep it real. Cyborg, you, you got to remember, Cyborg's a different animal. You know, the, the, you know, I've always liked Cyborg just because she she always was like a very dominant one. She was very manlyish, which is she's why I like too much about it. She's but, about to, she's, she has a better fight coming up soon against. Uh, yeah, she's gonna be fighting up pretty soon. But yeah. the one thing that kind of always tarnished her career was her fucking um, 
was her substance. You know, when she ended up getting, she got caught up with substance, mm-hmm. you know, and then that that pretty much fucked up her career because I always I was always upset at her for knocking out my other baby, <laughs> which was uh, um, Karana. You told me about her. You see, I was very mad. You know what? I was like, dude, Karana better come back and whip her ass. And Karana retired. Karana said, fuck it. I'm in mm-hmm. movies. I'm doing this shit. I'm doing that shit. I'm good. It's crazy. I told you the story, right? When I met her at... Uh, uh, yeah, you did tell me. Yeah, fucking on the Chicago flight first class. I was mm-hmm. like, you told me. I didn't want to take a I picture with her. Fine, I just bitch. think it's fucking... Um, it's tall as fuck, too. I just, I'm just... I, I just like Nick's... <laughs> like, did I tell you I'm thinking about joining the uh, MMA gym? Yeah, you mentioned it. Bro. That shit is like... You know what? I don't even want to join an MMA gym. You know what I was thinking about doing? What? I want to take judo lessons. Judo and Muay Thai. Judo? I like judo, too. Judo is, uh... Like... I like... I like if I had to choose, I would choose uh, either uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or uh, Muay Thai. Because I want a little bit of striking involved. Judo is no strikes. It's yeah. all about but then they grappling, call, they positioning, call it samba. hand placement. It's all about... You know what I mean? It's all about that. It's all about placement, grapple, slamming... I want, I want, I want somewhere I can throw an elbow. I'm telling you, it, it's called samba. It, it's mm-hmm. samba judo, Ju, judo samba, or something like that. But that this is the this is the shit that uh, Fedor Milenko trained on. Yeah, that's what uh, Ronda. Ronda's like a black bone judo. It have it, if Olympic you see, gold medalist in judo. Bro, but yeah. this fool was knocking out fools left and right. There's a lot of striking involved. Believe me when I tell you. There's right. there's a lot of submissions, but there's a lot of knockouts involved in that kind of shit too. Right. Which, if you ever noticed, on a stand up for the most part. Mm-hmm. Rousey was always pretty good. She was oh, always, yeah. she was always pretty good on a yeah. stand up. The only time that she would get when she caught that kick from Holly though, that was well, no, no, it's because he, here here's the analysis. She ate that kick. The analysis is that she's not good with kickboxers. Mm-hmm. If you're boxing with her, she'll not box you. Right, and but and, and it, what is and every every fighter, every MMA fighter has that one realm that they are the best at. Yeah. And what is Holly fucking good at? Kickboxing. Holly, Good as fuck at, at with her legs. You Good, see? and she's long, and she's limber, and she's, you know what I'm saying? If she hits you with that heel of her foot, yes, it's over. It's, it's night-night. Oh, it's man. You, you know who remember, it's time to go Mimi's. You know whose kick is legendary to me, bro? And I still, I, it, it, I swear, every time I hear those kicks, it's like I hear a baseball bat. HBK? Nah. Sweet chin? <laughs> Hell no, not that. <laughs> Sweet chin music? Well, I used to laugh. When he yeah. get on the rope, he's like, that he comes, all you hear no, but you, you you hear that shit like this across the ring. Like, wait, how the fuck is that slapping? Man, nah. <laughs> it was uh, um, that sweet chat music. It was uh, Micro Crow Cop. Okay, bro, this dude had logs for legs. Mm-hmm. When he throw those kicks, you just hear smacks all around the freaking arena. You talking about a? A nice Oh man. You want to talk about sweet chin music? Bro. He's the inventor of it, bro. I might name this episode Sweet Chin Music. It, we might as well. Because <laughs> we, we in the sauna, dog. And I know, we, man. We in it for 123. Look, 123? Is it that time? I, it was fun. It was fun. This is Honestly, good. I want to thank the listeners, man, real quick before we uh, before we head out, man. We are getting we're approaching an hour and a half. I want to um, shout out to you, man. Definitely do a reach out, man. If you want to even come on the pod, talk some shit, man. Be knowledgeable, be smart, be ready. 
uh wear cool clothing come through man we we, we really appreciate you episode 41 is in the books man anything else for the sake of the pod bro nah man we just appreciate all you guys and uh man just over and out baby one